you you haven't met James, have you before? James is our producer. Hey, James. I was nice going to meet you, I, I was add on something to producer. I don't know what then, James. I was going to say producer <laughs> chap, producer guy. How's your day, Sam? It's good. It's been productive so far. I've just moved out, so this is my first week living away from my mum's house. Oh Amazing. my goodness. It's all very new and scary, but it's exciting. This house came up and I was like, I can't not take it. It's a beautiful place and my room is stunning, so I can't complain. Are you living with me? Yeah, I'm living with a best mate of mine. We were supposed to move in as a three and then one of them refused to move east. (laughs) No explanation, just decided he was like, you know what? I like him. He's my kind of guy. I like him a lot. (laughs) You don't strike me as an eastern guy, Jack. No, definitely not. I don't do that. No, thank you. <laughs> it's Stage Door Athletic with Jack Loxton and Rob Shaw Cameron. Please take your seats. Kickoff is about to commence. Here we are. Hello. Welcome. Hi, Jack. Hello, my friend. How are you? You right? well? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks. Yeah, very good indeed. Um, let's just dive straight in because we've got, we've got our guest Sam here today. And we said, Jack, what happens is Jack writes and then, despite being a professional actor, reads like he's reading from his script which i think i just feel like it's i just feel like it's a bit more professional if i have a script (laughs) actors are good with scripts i haven't learnt my lines but just see i'm quite good at sight reading so i think yeah it's good and we again i think we need to devise a nice jingle to under under underscore your intros brilliant music Uh, underneath yeah let's go yes so today's guest is well-known tiktok sensation sam williams with an unbelievable 257,000 followers and 2.2 million likes on his videos 2.2 million (laughs) he's known for his tiktok dances theater reviews trips to london's best places to eat drink and visit interviews with the great and the good of acting of the acting industry and many other examples of amazing social media content he is from a family (laughs) of acting royalty his mom finty williams is an outstanding actress soon to be heading out on tour in the National Theatre's Ocean at the end of the lane and his grandma is none other than National Treasure I know she doesn't like being called National Treasure but National Treasure Dame Judy Dench during lockdown Sam and Judy kept us all sane and entertained with in my opinion some of the best content TikTok has and will ever see recently <laughs> Sam, Judy and Finty appeared on Louis Theroux's interview series on BBC2 where Sam taught a famous TikTok dance to Louis which I'm sure all of us can agree that was epic content. Sam's an avid Fulham football club fan, so is used to life's ups and downs, much like myself being a West Brom fan. I met Sam through his love for Dear Evan Hansen, and we'd constantly discuss the woes of mostly West Brom in between shows at Stage Door. An all-round absolute legend. Welcome to Stage Door Athletic, Sam Williams. Thank you very much. That was probably, I think that could have been the best intro I think I've ever had in my life. Okay, yeah. if I have, I every, I have to do this every podcast now, don't I? 
Yeah. I have to do a script and everything. But yeah, yeah. it's all true. I mean, Sammy Boy's a legend. And I think you need to follow me round wherever I go. If I meet anybody <laughs> before I even talk to them, I want that paragraph to be I read in- to them so that they've got in- my whole yes. life story. <laughs> Jack's looking for a job at the moment. So yeah, I'm blissfully unemployed now. <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen finished time recording a couple of weeks ago. I'm still hungover from the after party, but yeah. Okay, that's so good. If you need me, Sam, here So much to ask just based on that, that introduction. But first, I just want to welcome you to Stage Draw Athletic, Sam. And we have, I'm just going to talk you through the virtual clubhouse that we're sat in today. I don't know about your sporting childhood and memories of amateur sporting clubs around the country, but Stage Door Athletic Clubhouse, it's got quite sticky carpets. There's a little stage in the corner there, very sort of Phoenix Knight style, where Jack will do open mic guitar sessions when everything's a bit quiet. Ken's working behind the bar today. We'll get, uh, get Ken to give you a drink Good old Ken. in a second. God, he's been there, what, now? 40 odd years now, Jack? 40 odd years. Behind yeah. the bar? Yeah. Kelly. Yeah. Kelly, his daughter, will be on shift this afternoon. She's really the main manager of the bar these days, as Ken just does the morning shifts. But can we get you an iron brew, a Tizer, dandelion, and burdock or anything? <laughs> Cream soda, drink. anything. Cream literally. soda. Anything from a can I'm gonna, from I'm the 1980s. I might go straight in there with the vodka soda. Oh, oh okay. Oh. It's quarter past one and Ken's very happy you're going for the vodka. Yeah, already. I want to advise it's that five vodka's o'clock been there. somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get that to you. But welcome, Stage Athletic. We'd like to have you. Um, just the obvious question. Does it? How do you feel about being constantly introduced as Judy Dench's grandson? Is that a thing? <laughs> well done jack it is a thing it is very much a thing it's a weird one it's like obviously like she's just my grandma so to everybody else it's someone who's up on a pedestal but to me it's just my grandma so being introduced as grandson of i'm like that is the truth (laughs) but then it obviously introduces me as someone that people sometimes do act differently around me straight away as soon as they hear that so that's a tricky thing. But then at the end of the day, as I said, it's just my grandma. Yeah. So it's not, for me, it's nothing special. It's just my grandma. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think that really came across in your, I mean, I touched it in your introduction. I think that's what kind of hit us, struck a vein really with everyone who watched them. It was just a lad with his grandma having a good time and a laugh and keeping themselves sane. It was brilliant. Yeah, and I think that with the lockdown videos were so interesting for both of us because the reason I started TikTok in the first place I had an ex of mine who told me that it would be embarrassing to see me on TikTok and doing well on TikTok and would be embarrassing for her friends to see me on TikTok anyway she broke it off the week before lockdown and I was like I'm gonna have a go some Mm. of my early videos are just me miming to Eurovision songs and also Dear Evan Hansen because I thought that would make me uber famous I have watched those (laughs) it hasn't even made it hasn't even made me uber famous let alone you but yeah I just I started it in the hope that lockdown would just pass I thought it was going to be a quick kind of two or three week thing and I was like, it will be a two-week thing on TikTok, and now I can call it my full-time job, which is insane. Mm. But it's it was one of those really important things for me and Mar, because Mar's one of those people that is constantly working, constantly needs those people around her to make her feel important and needed. Mm. And so that's suddenly being cut out of nowhere. She, I think she had two or three jobs lined up that she was really looking forward to, learning the scripts, all gone. Like overnight, she got a phone call being like, none of these films are happening. So it's 
it was an interesting one because I wanted to make her feel like she still had that group of people round her to make mm-hmm. her feel needed, to make her feel important because she did have some low times in, in lockdown. And I think that it was really important for the both of us to learn how to do TikTok and grow on the app and how you deal with the weird publicity side of it as well. We were doing talk shows and we were on YouTube channels and it was for my whole life I've always wanted a social media presence. So suddenly to be able to say that I had that during a time when everyone was really low and needed something to smile about, we were thinking of constant things to do and dances and jokes and all of that which I think, as she said, saved her lockdown. It, it saved her, I don't know, just sitting and watching the telly constantly, which I is think, something that she exactly... hates anyway, unless it's pointless. <laughs> I think it's, <laughs> I, that's totally true. You know, it's, it saved, I mean, we all were in such a kind of dark place in lockdown, but for you to be able to find something so beautiful with your ma and then being able to share it was absolutely brilliant. But I think there is a question that me and Rob both need to ask. And that question is a very simple question. What the hell is TikTok? (laughs) Oh, that is a good question that a lot of people ask me. TikTok is a big old place that I still haven't got to the bottom of. It's just a video streaming platform that I love to put up silly videos. And just, I think now it's become something so different to what it was in lockdown. Yeah, People now have realized that they can just do anything on the app and get away with it. So there are creators out there who post whatever they want. And there are some people like me who want, people to be educated through the app and I think that those people who do educational videos are the ones who seem to be doing better because people are bored of the people who sit and talk about what they had in their lunchbox for their Tuesday afternoon and all of that but yeah it's a weird app that I still haven't got to the bottom of if I'm being so that's really interesting Sam so you said it's like your full-time job now to what degree are you preparing and thinking about and rehearsing what your content or is it much more instinctive than that and you just think oh hang on let's do it and you have an instant record and see what happens It's a weird one. So I've currently on my laptop got a list of 70 places that I need to go out and film. But they're all like opportunities that I need to get in contact with the place first so that they know that I'm going. So that if they want to offer me anything, they can offer me like free entry. So I did one for a food market in Boxall. That video has just hit 400,000 and I went just on my own back because it was where I lived. So I was like, I'll go and check it out, do a video. And then they got in contact and was like, listen, if you come back, we'll give you free food and you can just go around all of them. Oh, why am I not a TikTok star? You eat That sounds food. amazing. <laughs> I think you should get on it. You would do really well on it. I think we need to, we certainly need to do up our stage or athletic tick, uh, vibe, our little, we need to think about what our version of that is. I guess it's an evolving media and art form, isn't it? You know, but for everybody on board and probably for the creators themselves, it's, it's a sort of living, breathing, evolving thing. Where do you want to take it? What's the aspiration? Like, With TikTok, it's been such an up and down thing. There have been highs of getting millions of views. There have been lows of not getting any work for months. And I think with it, with my London content, I'd love to take it around the world. There have been a few opportunities of me going to other places, looking at like, where did I get offered to? Florida, Australia, that I go to these places and then companies can be like, come and see our restaurant, come and show off this place or we'll give you an itinerary 
you go to the places and then film it all. And that's why I vlog as well. I vlog the my experiences as well on YouTube. Yeah. So as well as TikTok, I want to put forward my own personality as well on a different platform like YouTube. Mad. It's so mad. It's something I'm so ignorant about. It's so true because I feel like because the three of us is different ages, Rob's ancient, I'm in the middle. <clears throat> And so, sorry, and Sam is, you know, obviously a bit younger. But I feel like I missed the TikTok boom. So I'm like, everyone at work, dear Van Hansen, they really tried to get this TikTok sensation thing going on, and we were doing bits and pieces of content. But all of us were like, "What the hell is this thing?" Because it's there was, I was part of the Vine generation. Do you remember the Vine generation? Yeah. The, oh yeah. All yeah. those kind of meme Vine sort of things. And when TikTok came along, it's okay. It's going to be very quick videos, meme generated stuff funny little things but now it's turned into its own sort of business model with you know influencers like yourself sam who just show you know bits of education bits of the world were you involved in the vine thing before were you part of that wave that came into tiktok or i had it downloaded but i never had the confidence to upload that's the difference between now and when vine was about like my mates who are all comedians loved Vine. They were on Vine constantly. They were posting three, four times a day and being hilarious. Whereas for me, like thinking about TikTok and doing a six second video, there's just no way that I can get any information or anything through that. So like, I just don't have the ability. I don't think when Vine was about, like I was in sixth form when Vine came out. So I'm still in school, so it felt weird me filming my school and filming mates. But what content do you fit into six seconds? I can just about fit it into a minute on TikTok. But six seconds requires a skill that I think only the people that cracked Vine cracked. Then, Then went over to YouTube, grew it from there on YouTube, and then went back over to TikTok and grew a massive following from there. And I think this it's a skill to have and if you can manage it then it's incredible to have on your cv i guess now yeah totally yeah, okay. i'm part of the myspace generation so we don't need to go that far back. hey i clicked on that i clicked on that <laughs> do, to what degree do you consider yourself a performer then sam do you feel like when you're filming is there a degree of performance in that or, or is it about just projecting you it's a weird one because obviously my vlog is me And it's me as myself. And on TikTok, I do voiceovers. So I don't really show me that often on TikTok. So when I do, it's quite a big thing. Whereas on on YouTube, it's very much me, my life, what I get up to. And that is a personality, I think. And I am the first person to tell people I am the worst actor on earth. I never want to be on stage. I never want people to judge me. I never want to dress up in something I don't feel comfortable in. Even if it's for the show, I wouldn't want to do it. Whereas with my YouTube and my TikTok, it's very much like my narration is not really me. It's very kind of upbeat, trying to sell the place. Whereas on my YouTube, it's very like, how you doing, guys? I hope you're having a great day. I'm getting a coffee this morning and a slice of toast. So it's very mundane from my vlogs to my TikTok, I think. It's a different kind of platform. It's a different feel as well. Yeah. 
Who are just the all very big weird. sporting TikTokers? There's Jack Grealish has just come on to TikTok. Yeah. And there's like a load of other players that have just come on. Yeah. Jack and Grealish there's a lot of just calves. Kyle Walker. I know. He's got incredible <laughs> calves. <laughs> but yeah, he's, there's a lot of... I know that Carl Walker did it. I know there's a few other people on it who just get people to ask questions and then them answer it. And they don't actually do any content. It's just them answering questions. And it's an added platform that they must have or their social media manager is like, you need TikTok. You need the growth on TikTok. Just to show you as a person, I think, I think that's an important thing for a lot of TikTokers is to show themselves. It's certainly more accessible, isn't it? I think it gives another angle into, especially sporting stars who can seem not to judge but can seem a little bit removed from being able to have normal conversations it is another way of making footballers and cricketers and rugby stars a bit more accessible really and be, so on, on, look be out, real and authentic yeah so we should look out for matt hancock on tiktok oh, soon because he's just very desperate just to bring his true self to the party so that's a conversation course, for a, fantastic another work. time it just annoys me that annoys me <laughs> <laughs> now so jesse lingard lingard rather you know when he was big partly responsible for the floss is that right Am I getting yeah. that right? What, yeah. How did that come about? That was, is that pre-TikTok? The floss was actually, I'm pretty sure, from Fortnite. Oh, that's right, yeah. So I don't know anything about Fortnite, but I know that a lot of the TikTok dances have come from Fortnite. Yes, animated characters. And because characters. TikTok's audience is so young, it's just like they'll put something out online and the older generation doesn't see the fact it's on Fortnite, so they just carry it on and it's made Fortnite five times bigger than it, what it was before TikTok. It's so true. It's mad how, you know, just w- TikTok, if it gets involved, can just whip things up so quickly. And there's so many millions of people who are involved in that. And, you know, same with YouTube and stuff, but it's so quick and accessible. It's crazy. But the, that floss was, it was Fortnite, wasn't it? There's loads of little dances like that as well on Fortnite. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Pop stars are doing like, crazy, like live gigs in the middle of these worlds now, aren't they? On gaming platforms, like they they get animated yeah, versions. It's crazy, of, yeah, it's, and people are paying a lot of money to see a concert as well, like in this metaverse field. Crazy, which is crazy. I spoke to someone the other day who's an artist, and he's joined the metaverse, and he basically uploaded his uh, paintings as like NFTs. And then sells them to people who have bought real houses in the metaverse for millions of pounds. He sells them to these houses. Yeah, he was like, he said that one of his uh, co-workers just sold a painting for like 250000 And all what? it was in a guy's mansion on the metaverse. And he had paid like $5 million for this mansion on the metaverse. What the hell does any of it's that ridiculous. mean? That is not... What the hell does that to mean? To be honest, who knows? <laughs> hey, <laughs> crazy. but I just had a thought, though, Jack, that maybe not just do we want to try and attend our bucket list of sporting events via this podcast, <laughs> maybe we could appear in them in the metaverse that we could actually be like scoring <laughs> the winning goal at some yes. of these things. This yes. is the future. We should get some virtual reality, yeah. augmented reality sort of thing going on. Yeah, so J- <laughs> producer James, add that to it. We've got a brainstorming session James, after this. So if that could just go on James, the, list that the discussion. Bit. Yeah, that'd be good. In your life have you seen anything like that? 
let's let's talk about sport. Go on, Rob. Are you going to do the same thing, Jack? Let's talk about sport. Yeah, tell us a bit about like your relationship to sport. What's been you know? Have you are you a sports person? I love sport. There are some sports I cannot bear. There are. I have to admit, I can't bear darts. What? And I can't bear rugby. Okay. Oh, both cards, league oh, and okay. union. Yeah, can't deal Why? with it. There might be a problem. I've never here. really. It, they both. <laughs> there wasn't really. I think it's because, like in school, I hated rugby but loved yeah. football. And then darts was just. I just saw it on telly as people drinking in a massive hall with a darts board like this. And what the hell is wrong like, with that? If you're right at the back, how do you see it? The screens. I mean, plus, you're ten pints down. Want... It doesn't matter in the morning, does it? Come on. We have. I don't know why a league match at the Ali Pali isn't on our list. I because I've never been to the darts. I'd love to go, Rob. I know. I, there's a couple of reviews I'd like to make to our list at some point. I think we might need yeah, a special okay. because there's two things I'm on the show. I think you need to add some NFL. I know it's a massive it, omission, yeah, isn't think. it? It's a massive. This list omission. is going to get bigger. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Is NFL your that thing, Sam? Only recently. So it's only recently, like. That it's last year I went to LA. My girlfriend was in LA. Oh my God, this year when the Super Bowl was on. So she was staying in these amazing tower blocks. And there were two huge tower blocks owned by the same people. And on one of them, they had a Super Bowl party. And it was free invite, but it had like DJs and everything. And like, Ever since that moment, I was like, I know I'm in LA for the Super Bowl, so I have to know about NFL. And then I stopped after the Super Bowl. I was like, I'm really into it. And then I was like, oh, I didn't watch it for six months. This is a so carbon copy of my, my round to watching it. Yeah, I've done. I did exactly the same. It's it's a great sport, and to see it live, I can now understand why people pay big bucks to see it live. And well, you where went did you to see- the you went to the Jags. Was it Broncos? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jags Broncos at Wembley. It is, I managed to get a couple of tickets for the, the games at the Spurs Grand. So that was the Packers and the uh, Saints, I think. I was quite thanks, drunk. So I can't thanks remember, for the invite. It, sorry. Yeah. It was so difficult to get tickets. The audience here now in Britain is huge. My, my mates are obsessed with NFL and they've tried mm. so hard. I've been to about four games now. They've tried so hard to get me involved. And now... I'm bitten. I'm a Chicago Bears fan through and through. Justin Fields is going to be one of the best. And uh, oh my God, Sam's not very happy. What's wrong with being a Bears fan? In fact, I've got a Jaguars hat on. And yeah, I've also, true. in my cupboard, I've got an LA Rams hat as well. So I can't really talk. Not cool. The, Justin Fields is going to be an amazing... Rob, this will go straight over your head, but we will go to an NFL game next year. I promise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, it's amazing. Yeah, you need to go it's and do so a podcast. Exactly. Hey, Sam, you are you You might get a job here because that's what we're doing. <laughs> my, I definitely think we need to review the NFL thing my my dad and i used to play on my commodore 64 super bowl and we had to load up the game on a tape on the commodore 64 it took about 40 minutes to load up and then you would play the commodore at the super bowl you choose your team and we got all the way through a whole nfl season to the super bowl final we'd be up to the early hours of the morning and it would be the tiniest literally like a pixel on a screen now that was the ball yeah. And you had to make your players and selections, and then this very primitive display would play out, and you'd make your moves, you get moves, and then you'd strategize the next one. And we sat it. to the early hours with our baseball, our Chicago Bears baseball caps on, and made it all the Chicago. way to the Super Bowl final. Yeah, I love so that was the generation of the fridge. The guy called the fridge 
who yep. was like, I can't remember his real name, but he was an iconic kind of, yeah, running I think Big it's just a great it's, it's a great game and I think if you buy into the sort of over the top very kind of passionate very sort of american way of delivering sport it's arguably one of the best experiences to go to an NFL game they cheer when the ball's intercepted yeah. If you go to a soccer or American yeah. soccer or, you know, a Premier League game, you don't go mental if the goalkeeper catches the ball or a defender makes a tackle. It's just, I couldn't get my head around it, the stops in play all the time. But if you cheer every time, if there's a reason to like cheer and go mental at every stop, then it's just like you're cheering a World Cup final goal every 10 seconds. It's brilliant. It's so much fun. It really yeah. is great fun. I also found that with the basketball. When I was in LA, yeah. I went to see the LA Lakers. And it's just, there's music playing throughout. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, as soon as they're on the defense, you start chanting. And then yeah. when they're on the offense, they play like Ed Sheeran. And you're like, what is going on? <laughs> and luckily, yeah. I went to the only LA Lakers game that they won in three months. <laughs> Fantastic. You're the lucky and it was like the best atmosphere. And then they were like, our season's changing, guys. Our season's changing. I was like, I looked like the next day. I was like, no, it's not. You're back later. Word on British sports. Oh, sorry. Quick word on British sport. Let's talk about Fulham. How are you with Fulham at the moment? Yeah. So I've actually got a little secret that about Fulham that I don't think actually you know. Ooh. Okay, now I'm intrigued. I'm not fully a Fulham fan. <gasps> what? I know. So you've only known me since I've been following Fulham. My childhood team is Everton. Whoa, Ooh, okay. What You're going to have to tell us about this. What happened there? Okay, so originally, I'm going to take you way back to childhood. <laughs> originally, I was an Arsenal fan. And then my kind of adopted godfather owns Everton. So said, why don't you come up to Everton, watch the games and take me, I'll take you on the pitch. Is this Bill Kenwright we're talking about? Bill Kenwright, yeah? It is indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the first game that I went to Goodison, we got in the like director's box and it was really cool. And then he was like, would you like to go and see the pitch? And this story gets brought up so much whenever I'm around him, around new people, he always brings this up. And I was so nervous about going to the pitch that I said, no, I'm all right. I've got one of those at school. (laughs) (laughs) That is absolutely brilliant. Sorry, Bill. No, I'm fine. I've got a playing ground at school. (laughs) And so, like, my first ever game that I went to was Arsenal v Everton at Highbury. And I met Lundberg and Burkham. Oh, my goodness. How old Amazing. As an Arsenal fan... As an Arsenal fan, but I had to pretend I was on the Everton side. So you flipped from Arsenal to Everton and now a Fulham fan? Arsenal to Everton, but I am a childhood Everton fan, always been a childhood Everton fan since. And then I moved to South London and my one of my best mates is a Fulham fan. So would always take me to the games. And I ended up going to see more Fulham games than Everton games in three seasons. And I got to, you know, when you get to know the people around you, like I started getting to know them really well and started getting to know the players. And by that point, they were at the bottom of the championship. Yeah. So I was like, there's no way Fulham and Everton are going to face each other. No way. (laughs) So then I started like supporting them. And it was the season before they got promoted, like recently. Back into the Premier. So it was like when they got, yeah, so it was that season. So it's so exciting. 
And then I was like, oh, God, what's going to happen now that Fulham and Everton are in the same? And I'll tell I you what actually, happened. It was an absolutely like riveting Fulham, draw, wasn't it, recently? Fulham-Everton. The other week, wasn't it? Yeah. It was indeed. <laughs> it was a horrendous game of football. I'm glad I sat down and watched that one. But I, if it's Fulham v Everton, I am an Everton fan. Okay, okay. that's a good question. It was very convoluted, but fair enough. It makes sense, so you can have it. That's the old Norman Teddy. I follow test. Fulham, but I support Everton. Okay. Very good. Fair enough. So how often have you been this year? Have you managed to get along to Fulham much? I haven't been to Fulham at all, but I've been to West Ham. I went to West Ham last night. You were there last night, yeah, I saw on your Instagram, yeah. Yeah, West West Ham Blackburn. It was a great game, but it was one of those ones where I was like, I'm not a West Ham fan, I'm not a Blackburn fan, so it's a nice neutral ground. You're my kind of guy because you just love sport. I would happily go to any football ground in the country, I'd happily go to any cricket ground anywhere in the world and just watch a bit of sport. It's the atmosphere for me. It's the same 100%. thing. That's why we started this podcast, really. Like the atmosphere of being in the theatre, you know, and the drama of it all is exactly the same as being in a football stadium, just with more beer. It's great. 100%. It's, yeah. Last time I went to the cricket, I vlogged the whole thing. And it, like, my vlog was great up until about lunchtime. And we had arrived, I think, at about <laughs> half 12. And by the time that lunch had happened, I started slurring. And I put out the vlog and then recently someone was like, you're really slurring your speech after lunch. What happened? And I was like, I genuinely was like five or six double vodkas down by that point. <laughs> Amazing. Oh gosh, hide the vodka, Ken. So what would you say of all the sporting experiences that you've had, Sam? What's been like the most exciting, thrilling, crazy atmosphere? There's quite a few. I would say that NFL mm. recently was mm. like an experience that I will never forget. And also I knew someone that managed to get me pitch side access before the game. So I was watching the players warm up, like touching distance. It was outrageous. So that was one of my most insane experiences with sport. But if we're talking about atmosphere, it would have to be either the final of the FA Cup, Everton v Chelsea. Oh, wow. No, Everton v Liverpool. And Liverpool went on and won it. Or it was... No, it's Everton-Chelsea in the final. And Everton scored in the first minute. And I've never experienced emotions like it. And it was crazy. And then they obviously went on and won it. It was a dodgy dodgy after party, let's just say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was. And then I would say the Fulham-Aston Villa playoff final. Mm. Yes. That was one of the loudest experiences I've ever been to and also i stayed for well over two hours after the final whistle had gone because everybody stayed yeah i think there was like five people around us who left and just everybody stayed everyone was in an amazing mood and like everyone was just celebrating just everything and the players were there and like half of wembley stadium just emptied because it was villa fans but then the whole Fulham side was just a white wall. It was amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed that match as well, being a West Brom fan. So I would have been there with you in spirit. I really enjoyed it because Good. Villa beat Good. Leeds to get to that final. And uh, in, yeah. and I just, in really dodgy circumstances as well. So it was uh, it was great to see Fulham go up. So what's the aspiration for Fulham? What do you reckon is a realistic goal? I think that it's going to be, I've always said it, I think this is the season where they settle down 
and they settle down with the transfers and they get on with it and they get their heads down. And I think that I'm going to say seventh. Okay, oh my you've goodness. had way too many vodka and sodas. <laughs> yeah. Ken, stop the flow. Sam's drunk. I think 17th <laughs> is a realistic aspiration, 17th, isn't it? You'd bite your hand off for 17th, wouldn't you? We were like, we were in like fifth place last week. Mm, early days. Yeah. Early, early days. It is early days, but... Shall we, is now a good time to I take believe- on the penalty shootout, Jack? I was going to say, I think it is time for Jack Loxton's penalty shootout on behalf of Stage Door Athletic. It's it's quiz time, Sam. It's quiz time. This week, okay, jingle. There will be a jingle. Hopefully, we'll put it in. Thanks, James. Jen, producers, put a thumbs up. After extra time. And you know what that means? It's penalties. So this week we have gone for who had more appearances. Now I'm going to give you a sporting icon and then we're going to give you an actor. And then I want you to tell me how many, I want you to tell me who had more appearances, either for the football team, the cricket team or for the actor in the series. I'm going to start with Rob first. So Sam, just for Uh, your information, this is a penalty. You're going to get five questions. I'm going to get five questions to see who wins the penalty shootout. Correct. Yes, so this is a competitive scenario, just just FYI. It might be like last night where, like, on penalties, it was 10-9 by the end of it, and yeah, Bonner hit that. the bar in the last... It was ridiculous. Oh, shit, <laughs> yeah. I got it all on the vlog. Brilliant, do it. Okay, question one for Robert, your camera. Oh. David Beckham... Oh, you should have tossed the coin, actually. Do you want to toss the coin? No, we won't. We'll go, I'm going to go for Rob first, sorry. Okay, first question. Yeah. David Beckham for England or Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad? Oh God! So what would Beckham is up like over a hundred appearances, and if it England, I'd say like in a hundred and twenty or something like that. I'm saying I, that's my guess. Cranston, how many series Breaking Bad? Oh God! Are you talking episodes, Jack? We're talking. We're talking episodes. No, we're talking how many times he appeared. So yeah, episodes. I'm going to go with David Beckham, England. Goal. Come on. David Beckham for England had 115 apps for 115 caps. Brian Cranston, 62 appearances in Breaking Bad. Very good. Very good. Question number two. Graham Swan for England. We're looking at test match appearances. Is this for Sam? No, this is. Oh, yes. Sorry. This is for Sam. In which case I will. This is Sam's turn. So in which case. Okay, here we go. Sam, here's yours. Sergio Aguero for Manchester City or David Schwimmer in Friends? <laughs> it's a tough one, this. Mm. Now, I've, I have to admit, I don't like Friends, so mm. I don't even know how many times he appeared. Sergio Aguero, though, did appear in a lot more cup games. I'm going to go Sergio Aguero. He shoots. That's a fantastic finish into the top bin. Goal. <laughs> There's a lot less friends than people think. There wasn't actually that many series. Is that right? There's a lot. If I had... Okay, so Sergio Aguero had 275 appearances for Manchester City. David Schwimmer had 235 appearances in Friends. So that's a fair whack. That's a fair, fair whack. That was... That's, yeah. 1-1. One, one. 
One more okay. tension. Robert, we had a little bit before, but Graham Swan for England, the cricket team. Yes. We're looking at okay. test match appearances or David Tennant in Doctor Who. Oh gosh, Graham Swan. I think came quite late to the England setup. Is my sense. It didn't. He, he had obviously huge success, but quite late on in his career. I don't think he was around for a long time. I think probably only four or five years on the test scene. And David Tennant, how many series? Uh, I'm good. And he did a lot. I'm going to go with this time, David Tennant in Doctor Who. He shoots. It's another fine finish from Robert. Graham Swan with more than I thought, to be fair, 52 test matches for England. 52, yes. that's quite a lot. David Tennant with 64 episodes of Doctor oh, Who. Oh, so, wasn't it? Rob takes the lead. Second question for Sammy Boy. Wayne Rooney for Manchester United or mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane in Family Guy? <laughs> Seth MacFarlane in Family Guy. Straight. Oh, he's gone straight out. He's gone straight out. He shoots very quickly. Didn't even wait for the whistle. It's another goal by Sam Williams, too. Oh, this could Fantastic. be a 9 There's like job 25, again. <laughs> I think there's 24 series of Family Guy. There are something stupid like that. They all that. have so, about 20 episodes in. Exactly, but it's closer than you think. Wayne Rooney played for Man United a lot. So Wayne Rooney had 393 appearances for Manchester United. Seth MacFarlane has appeared in 397 for Family Guy, so I get that one. Wow. Can I confess, Robert, I've never oh. seen a single episode of Family Guy, just putting that out there. That's oh, weird. Family Guy's amazing. You're probably too old there, Rob, to be honest. Yes, all right. You're stuck Maybe with the so. Commodore. Anyway, Cristiano... I don't even know what Commodore <laughs> is. <laughs> That's the soundbite for this episode, James. If you that one. Okay, so Cristiano Ronaldo in his career... Oh, God. Or... And this is apt for Robert because he's appearing in said TV show. Simon Gregson, who plays Steve McDonald in Coronation Street. <laughs> right. Chris Ronaldo, well, they've both been in their respective worlds for a long time. Steve went in as a teenager, still doing it. In fact, an episode is half an hour and actually shows an hour an hour. So when people think it's three episodes a week, it's actually that six filming episode. So that's going to put his numbers up quite a lot. Christian Ronaldo, obviously, I think he's 37 or something to Christian Ronaldo, still playing huge mic games. I'm going to go with Simon and Corey. Shoot. It's an easy tap in. The keeper's gone miles away. It's a goal. Uh, I couldn't believe this. Okay, Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo, 1,100, 1,100 wow, career lot, performances. Uh, Simon Grebson wow. in Coronation Street. Do you want to have a guess? Do you want to have a guess, either of you? Oh, it's that it's three and a half thousand or something. Three thousand three hundred and ninety-three appearances. Wow, Obscene. that's amazing, isn't it? Fair play, right, really Sammy good. Boyd. Tiger Woods at the Masters. How many times has Tiger Woods appeared at the Masters? And how many times? Or Ricky Gervais in extras? Oh, not the Office extras, which there weren't that many series it. of extras. I think there was like one or two ex- one or two series of extras. You can't, you don't appear in the Masters that much, though. I'm going to go, oh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with, wait, now, how many episodes are in extras? I've never seen it. I'm not going to tell you, Rob. I'm not going to tell um, you, Sam, because that would be cheating. Because <laughs> I know the answer. Blink once for number one. Blink two <laughs> for number two. I'm going to say Tiger Woods. It's a very squirrely, squirrely run-up. 
but he finishes it into the top corner. Is he doing very well? Tiger Woods has appeared at the Masters 23 times. 23 times, which sounds about right, because he did start off relatively young. Ricky Gervais in extras, you were correct. There aren't many episodes. There were two seasons and one Christmas special, so only 13 episodes. I'm just very good. I'm just walking past the penalty spot and just giving it a little scuff. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Robert. Owen Farrell for England. Oh, England Union. England Union, yes. Or Steve Carell in the US office. Oh, gosh. Now, US office, I haven't seen a great deal, but that is, it might even still be going. That's That was a much longer runner than the British office, as I understand it. Owen Farrell for England Rugby Union, of course, he was a far more effective Great Britain Rugby League captain and more prolific in that sport. He only did a few years England Rugby Union. I'm going to go Steve Corral. Oh, great. It's another goal. Steve Corral, 142 appearances in the US office. Owen Farrell, 98. So he's coming up for his 100th appearance soon. So it's not too bad. Very good. We're getting to squeaky bum time. Sam, Alan Shearer for England or Michael Palin in Monty Python's Flying Circus? Oh, God. That's quite... I've never seen... I've obviously seen Shearer on YouTube, Correct. but I've never seen Monty Python's oh, Flying boy, Circus. You have to. Okay, so this is a stab in the so dark. So I don't even know this is a stab in the dark. Rob's holding his... He's crossing his fingers for all the listeners, mm. hoping that this skies into Rose Ed. What's Sammy mm. Boy going to go for? Michael Palin. He shoots... <laughs> Keeper's tipped it round the post. He's missed. He's missed it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Alan Shearer. Rob is very happy. Alan Shearer with 63 appearances for England. Monty Python appearances for Michael Palin, 45. Oh, my God. I didn't know Which was longer than I thought, to be fair. I know, it's good, right? <laughs> Which is longer than I thought, to be fair, but very good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Here we go for Robert. If he gets this wrong... uh. I will be... You probably won't let it live it down until we finish this podcast in our late 80s. But this is okay. to win the shootout. This is to win the shootout. Yeah, it's 4-3 oh, currently. Oh, Rob's got God. one penalty left. Sam's got two. Okay, Robert Shaw I'm Cameron. Nervous. I'm, nervous. I'm nervous. Robert Shaw Cameron. Jack Charlton for Leeds United. Oh, my goodness. Or Dan Castellaneta, who plays Homer <laughs> and many oh, other God. voices in The Simpsons. Oh, my God. Jack Charlton, obviously Leeds United legend, stadium named after him, played for a long time, amongst other clubs. But but Dan Caston Simpsons has been going all my life. It feels Still going like. as well. Is it still going? And he's still involved, still right? Still so involved, I, it's yeah. got to be Dan. I'm saying Dan, like I, I know him, personal friend. It's only because I'm slightly hesitant about getting his surname wrong. <laughs> Dan Castellaneta. Dan, Dan, Dan Castellaneta is your answer, yes? Yes. Rob Shaw Cameron, you've been eyeing up the goal. It's a tentative look. At, it's a tentative. It's a tentative. You know where this is going? It's a tentative run up. And as you go to kick the ball, the ground gives way and it's shot straight over the bar. You've missed. 
He's missed it. Rob, you should have stuffed that smoke. You should have come back on me. So, Jack Charlton has is the record appearance holder for Leeds United with 773 appearances. 773. Amazing. Dan oh Castellaletta for the Simpsons, 735. So oh it was close. Oh, God, it's tight. It God, I didn't know there was that many. Get wow. my God, that's quite a career, isn't I it? I would have gone. I would have gone Simpsons. That is mad. Simpsons. Yeah, I'd have gone Simpsons as well. To be fair, yeah, right, hundred percent. So one penalty left, Sammy boy. I didn't get a tiebreaker. I should have got a tiebreaker. Anyway, I think draws um, are acceptable. Draws are acceptable. I think so. Okay, Sammy boy, to bring it level and to take the draw home, Dimitar Berbatov for Fulham, or Sam Williams videos on TikTok. Oh my God. Okay, so I know how many videos I've got. <laughs> okay. So, I think I've got about 190. Maybe I've just hit the 200 mark. Maybe I've just hit over 200. How long was Berbatov at for them? Three seasons? Four seasons? Ooh, this is close. This is know? good. Question is, did you put this question in to catch me out? Oh, That's what I'm guessing. See, this hey, is this ooh. is like players appealing also, to the referee about the penalty. The Literally, last night. the best the best piece of advice anyone ever gave anyone on a penalty is pick your spot and hit it hard. Don't think about anything else. You're second guessing now, Sam. Sam Williams videos on TikTok. Oh, he's gone for it. It's a run up. It's an assured run up. A very oh. very assured run up. Oh. But the keeper looks massive in no. that goal, doesn't he? Oh, no. So he plants his left foot, right foot, sends the keeper the wrong way. Oh. It's a goal. Very Takes the draw for all. Sam Williams, you actually have 229 videos on TikTok. It's too many. <laughs> too, many. <laughs> too much of this mug. Dimitar Berbatov only played for Fulham 51 times. So very well done. 4-4. Four, four. Uh, that concludes our penalty shootout this week on Stage Door Athletic. Oh, uh, well, well done. done great, great job, Jack. Very good. Great job, Sam. I'm happy with the draw. I think that's yeah. good. We may have to come to a decided... That's, that's a fair, that's a fair result. result. It feels fair. We're yeah. happy to hold the cup either side. Red, uh, white and black ribbons on one side. Yellow, blue and white on the other side for Leeds United. I'm happy to lift the cup together, Sam. Good, well done, boys. Torres, oh! to give Just before we get on to finally just finding out what you tweet to our list and then, of course, the all-important who the hell you're going to introduce us to or get us invites. That's the main, obviously, why you're here, Sam. But just tell us about your relationship with Dear Evan Hansen. Let's just, you know, just stroke Jack a little bit. Oh, thanks, Rob. So currently, I said this on a live the other day. I went live and someone asked me the exact same question on my live and I went... Currently, in my bedroom, it's filled with Dear Evan Hansen things. Where is it? <laughs> I've got oh, my I'm gonna Dear blush. Evan Hansen mug. Oh, Amazing. And also, I've got, I've got my Dear Evan Hansen book. And then behind the screen, which you won't be able to see, I've actually got... Actually, I probably will be able to show you if I just do this. And this. Sam's turning underneath my desk, which please excuse... I got one of the boards oh my from God. the security boards outside that 
I went to the theatre the other day and they gave it to me. Oh my god, that's brilliant. So Sam is holding up. So after we finished shows, we went out to do stage door. They put some barriers up just to make it easy for fans and for us to sign stuff. On the boards, they put on the barriers, they put up big placard kind of things, board things with Dear Evan Hansen on it and all that kind of stuff. Dude, you should have got us to sign it. I would have got us to sign that for you. But anyway. It's a fantastic piece of stuff. I, I literally walked past the theatre the other day and they were taking all of the set out. I had a bit of a cry and then I said to one of the guys, I was like, are you going to take those? And he was like, no, they're going in the bin. I was like, can I just take one now? Oh, amazing. And then three other people have messaged me being like, we've also got you one. I'm like, great. <laughs> I also, pride of place, I've got my car. Yes. That someone hooked me up with. Oh, and dude, I, it is very much pride of place on my desk. Love it. But yeah, Dear Evan Hansen is one of those shows that is still a sore subject in terms of it going. <laughs> I'm, I still have a cry every so often. We need a rest, man. Um, we can't do it forever. But it's, you could, you could, you could <laughs> let's be honest. Although I did see that the West End Dear Evan Hansen group are trying to set up a GoFundMe to get the London cast to do a cast recording. Oh my goodness. And it's, yeah, that would be cool. I would be very down for that. And uh, despite Jack's but, um, sort of specialism in playing weirdo teenagers, you know, you are approaching your 30s now, Jack, if you're not even there already. There's yes, only so long yes, you can stretch that yes. out, so you've got to move yes. on. You've got to move on. Yeah. Move on or milk it. It's one Jack or the other, isn't it? younger than me. So how many times did you see it? I saw it in the end 15 oh, times. Oh, goodness. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. I saw it once on Broadway and then 14 times in the West better. End. Before I even knew any of you guys, like before meeting you guys and before properly getting to know you, as soon as I saw that, I came to the third preview and I said instantly, I was like, on Broadway, it was like, Ben Platt was incredible, but it was very much how it sounds out on the album, how it's just portrayed, and it very much became the Ben Platt show. Right. Whereas I feel like with the London cast, there was so much love for each and every cast member. The people were coming with different fan groups and you just all connected on stage so much better. It was so intimate when it needed to be intimate, and it was I'm, loud I'm, when it needed I'm, to be I'm, loud. F- I'm fucking blushing here, lads. Jack's grinning away. Oh, so cute. Oh, oh that's nice. It was say. a bit. I would just say, actually, uh, on a side note, Sam and his mom and grandma came to see the show in our last week or the week before last, and they came backstage. Yeah, and last. it was so sweet just to see the three of you and one of your friends, the four of you, just how much it meant for you. And we all spoke about how much we loved it. And we loved the wine that your mom and your grandma sent as well. So that was good too. Thanks. All right. Enough loving. Let's get to the sporting list. So Sam, you've had a look at our list. We've already got a sense that you're bereft of an NFL pick and totally understand that it's under review. But which of those is most appealing to you on our list? I actually wrote down all of them. If there was NFL, I would have instantly given you the NFL one. Yeah. I'm going to say Barter v. Rail. Yes. Ah. They are classical. Probably the most tricky. Mm. I see. I'm with you there. Why do you say tricky? I think there's enough. I think it's just one of those things. it's, It's such a spectacle every year. Yes, it happens twice, but it's like tickets. I remember as a kid it being like, okay, if you go and see. Barcelona Real Madrid that's like the big game and it's it was always like the Champions League final if it was Barca v Real it was like insane and like the legends that played for both there's such a 
force to be reckoned with on both sides and there are fans across the world that i think would do basically anything to go to those games yeah so i think Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with that one it's definitely the trickiest to to get hold of yeah yeah Yeah, you know we can dream if you were going to add or supplement an event on there that's not there what would you add uh either one of the nfl london games or the super bowl gotta do the super bowl have to do the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Which city Super ideally Bowl. would you like to like it to be in? You know, what, where would you, if you were going to go, where would you like it I'm to be? I'm being honest. New York or LA. Yeah, the big boys. LA the, is probably the Super Bowl better. in New York would be absolutely epic. Epic. Oh, it would. Imagine the week that you would have. Oh, like when God, I was in LA watching, have like the week leading up. It was like just everything was Super Bowl. Everything was like no one spoke about anything other than the Super Bowl. And the fact that the Rams were in it was like it was basically like every single place was shut on Super Bowl day. And like the community that came together that was like whether they were L.A. Rams fans or not, they were just in that place. They all were wearing their shirts. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out, I'm going to spend money on expensive Ram stuff and hope they win. (laughs) And what was funny about being in LA was that people were like, I didn't know anyone. I just went up on my own and they would be like, do you want a whiskey? Do you like whiskey? I'm like, what? And they'll have a massive like tub of whiskey that they would pour. I got wasted by the end. Oh my God. And then like just started dancing until the early hours of the morning with random people that I had absolutely no idea who they were. Yes. I love it. We're going to have to put Super Bowl on. We'll have to discuss this later, Rob. Definitely. Yeah. It's so many people I talk about this list to like, what, why isn't the Super Bowl on there? I can't, I I can't remember our rationale for going, for dismissing it. But anyway, so this is the last one. I absolutely think, I think the London NFL, if you see it in like the director's box, I think that could be a doable thing. Yeah, I like the sky bar, the sky bar at the Spurs this. ground. It you could we could do that. We should okay. do that. Actually, we should get tickets for it. Yeah, anyway. um, the, the whole objective of us doing this, Sam, as tongue in cheek as it may or may not be, or as viciously <laughs> ambitious as it may be, is we need to get a step closer to an invite to one of these. Your part of your role here is to either get us a step closer but with someone that you think could in the six degrees of separation of getting a ticket to this thing, who do you think you could introduce us to, to come onto the pod and talk to us to get us there? Oh, to come onto the yeah. podcast. Sam Tutty is giving us Jason Manford yet to materialize Jack and uh, Sam. Jason so he's Manford, getting, so that's, that's a, a step show. further yet to be arranged. That, that's hopefully coming up. Sam, who do you, how do you, you know, think strategically who, is showbiz and sporting. I'm going to say Bill Kenwright. Oh, yes. Bill Kenwright is one of those people that is so amazing. And he is is one of those people that if you do something for him, he will do a lot for you. He's very kind and he's one of the nicest human beings. Whatever you hear about, theatre and everything he genuinely is as a person one of the best people out there well, that's such that's a, great a great suggestion show. and of course he also appeared in coronation street there you go um, he also did. didn't give me dream there so 
Yes. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Bale would be up for coming back onto, at least to the new studios. I don't know if he's been to the new Coronation Street set because it will have been in the old set when he was there. So maybe with your permission, Sam, we might get an invite with a chat with Ken and see if he'll come to the Coronation Street set to record the pod, maybe with me, and we get you up, Jack, to do Who that. That might be he also is way. one of the most passionate people about Everton. Get him talking about Everton, and he will talk to you for hours. Amazing Sam, time with a new stadium and everything. Shout. Exactly, Brilliant. Yeah. Sam, that's a fantastic shout. Thank you, buddy. Great. Well, give that a whirl and yeah, see if it comes it comes to fruition. Oh, Sam, you've been so cool. Thanks there so much. There is one more really question, good. Rob. Oh, one yeah. more question, oh, Thank Rob. you so much. We need, a, we need a position for, uh, yes. for Sam in Stage Door Athletic. So currently we are asking our podcast guests what position they would like to play in our setup. So Sam Tutty was our inaugural guest and his position was very humbly suggested as the water boy. So you can be striker, fullback, goalkeeper, Andrea Perlo in the middle of the park. Who where are we going, Sam? You could be a board member, you could be head of catering, anywhere across the institution. Ooh, where would you like a to club. be Sam? We're not just a team, we're a club. It's a club, yeah, exactly. Yeah. As someone that loves casting, I'm going to put myself as chief scout. Oh, love yes. it! Fantastic, Sam. <laughs> oh, Brilliant great. answer. Very good. <laughs> oh, great. That's so good. Welcome on board. Virtual handshake as you Virtual sign handshake. for for stage door athletic. We'll have to Thank get together much, and actually Sam. do the signing on photo. Yeah, we'll get a picture. Point. In front of the day, Evan Hanser. Welcome to my land and on a really cold, on a really yes. cold time in January yes. in the morning, where we all look really warm, but we're actually freezing. The Tuesday That's night at the Britannia at Stoke. We'll do that. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no one wants a cold night at Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> that is so perfect. And you've been such a fab guest. Thanks so much, Sam. It's really good to meet you. Thank chat. you so much, Sam. Brilliant. No, and, thank um, you guys for having me on. You've been brilliant. Thanks so much, man. And good luck with everything TikTok wise. And we'll see you out there soon, I'm sure. Thank you very much. Well, that's full time on another Stage Door Athletic Pod. Thanks for listening. Make sure to look out for Encores with bonus pod episodes where we talk about all sorts from awful advert auditions to top transfers. And stay in touch. Meet other club members and share your best sporting moments on Instagram at Stage Door Athletic. And on TikTok at Stage Door Athletic as well. Right, we're off to the clubhouse for a pint.